0: She rarely had much to say that was original or vaguely interesting. But she had this morning something that had lodged firmly in his mind. She turned away from her small black and white TV in the kitchen to look at him, mug of coffee in one hand, cigarette in the other. Rold, don't you just wish you could go back to Tuesday morning and tell those poor souls not to come into work or just. just. Go in there and scream fire or something? He nodded now. Such a small step in time that would be. Just two days to save three thousand lives. He turned away from the East River. Beyond the railing, the low tide shingle was covered with rubbish. Nappies, shopping trolleys and plastic bags, and seagulls picking for tidbits among it. Just two days? He started to make his way back up the alleyway, passing a boarded-up archway to his right. Chipboard panels nailed over old, rust-red brickwork, covered with lurid-colored spray-paint gang tags. One of the panels had been pulled away, revealing a corrugated metal shutter that was halfway up. He squatted down to look inside. Curious, his mother was always cautioning him how, "'Curiosity killed the cat!' That, or got into very big trouble with the local police department if it didn't mind its own gosh darn business. The muted light of day pushed the darkness within far enough back that he could see the place had been used by drug addicts or vagrants. Broken glass, discarded needles, a dirty mattress, a forgotten part of Brooklyn. He wondered when this place last had a proper use, a purpose, other than being some dark hole for an attic to crawl into, or merely a dark, empty space beneath an old bridge. Waldo! He looked up the alleyway. Shanice, bless her, was tapping her toe, waiting for him, acting like she was his big sister or something. She cupped her mouth. You really don't want to be late again. Your mom will kill you. Come on. Coming he got up and turned round one last time to catch a glimpse of the smudge in the sky over Manhattan. 10th of September, 2001, New York. Mr. Waldstein, sir? Roald Waldstein turned to see Dr. Joseph Oliveira approaching. The man joined him beside the railing, and together they looked out at the sedate East River. My apologies, Joseph, said Waldstein. I was a million miles away there. Uh, that's okay, sir. Waldstein smiled. He liked Olivera. The technician reminded him of himself at that age. Hungry for knowledge. To show the world what his agile mind contained. Hungry to show the world an incredible theoretical possibility. That it was possible to step backwards through the membrane of space-time as easy as it was to step through the tattered rip in a bedsheet. You know, Joseph, I came across this place when I was just a boy, when I was eleven. S- sorry? This place, Waldstein said, turning to look back at the alley. The archway. No one comes down here. It's a backwater. You you lived round here? In Brooklyn? He nodded. Move to Chicago after my mother died. I live with my aunt after. Oliveira nodded. He knew that much of this legendary man's life, Chicago onwards. Waldstein's early life? The first years alone with his mother? Waldstein had always preferred to keep utterly private. A media stream interviewer had once called him a biographer's nightmare. Perfect location, this, Waldstein said. I never, ever forgot about it. This time and this place. You know, Joseph, tomorrow, every New Yorker will have their eyes up on the sky. We could walk in and out of this alleyway dressed as clowns all day long, and no one would remember that. Yes, sir. Perfect location, Waldstein muttered. He smiled wistfully. They listened to the distant hiss of morning traffic the cry of a dozen gulls strutting among the shingle and rubbish below, fighting for scraps. Mr. Wolstein, can I ask you a question? The old man smiled, pushed a shock of his wild, wiry gray hair away from his eyes. Well, you can ask, Joseph. I can't promise you an answer.